Mark chapter number 5, beginning at verse number 21. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet, and he besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him. Ain't you glad for that right there? about feeling good on that. I'm glad he'll go with us in things. Aren't you glad for that? I don't know if I'm going to be able to preach tonight or not. I'm feeling so good right now. And much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest a multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Lord, we come to you tonight. We thank you for the great privilege it is to be in your presence and in your house. And Lord, we don't take it for granted nor take it lightly. And we just come to you tonight, Lord. I just humble myself before you. I need you touch tonight. I pray you help me to effectively communicate the word of God. I, Lord, if someone in this place is lost, God, they need to be saved. And that's why you came, that they could be saved. And I pray tonight that they will be saved. Lord, I pray you deal with their hearts and Lord, I pray that you'd strengthen the church tonight, Lord. Help us through your word. We need truth, Lord, and I know you can speak to us, and we need you to. I appreciate you, Lord. I love you and need you tonight. Help us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, this passage, I begin in verse number 21 because Jesus changed places. He had changed over from Decapolis to come over to the other side and uh we find that, that as he passed by, and I want you to notice something, that every step and every breath that Jesus took on this earth was for a purpose. He was never out of place. There was never a moment in time he was a place he shouldn't have been or a place that he was late or a place that he was early. Every place that he was, he was there on purpose for a purpose. And, and everything God does, listen to me, 
is on purpose. Uh, his passing by this place tonight, I'm glad for the spirit in the place tonight, is on purpose tonight. And, and I want you to know that as we come into this place tonight, if you're here tonight and you're lost, listen to me. He knew that he would find you right here in this place. And he knew that he could meet you there. There's many times in the Gospels that you find that Jesus, just in John chapter number 4, when he was talking to that woman, he said he must needs go through Samaria. He, everywhere he went was a purpose that he could get the gospel out. He wanted to see people get saved. And listen to me, that ain't changed some 2,000 years later. He's still desiring people to get saved. And, and we see that he had come over to the other side. And, and, and in verse number 24, uh, we see that there was much people that followed him and thronged him. And, and may I say something to you tonight? There's, uh, there's billions, there's more people. I bet the clock now, if you look it up online, it's probably over 8 billion people in the world. If it's not, it's real close. They have that estimated thing. Uh, uh, but, you know, all these people on the earth, can I say something to you? He's not too crowded that he can't save you here in this place tonight. Way down in literal Dunbar West, you know, we don't even exist. We don't even exist on the, on the local map. You don't, see what, you don't see Dunbar, you see Huntington, and you see Charleston. Can I say something to you? We definitely, they don't even know, half of us don't even know West Virginia's a state. They think we're still the western part of Virginia. God help. But I'm talking about right down in Dunbar, West Virginia. Right in this place tonight, God's not too busy. There's not too much going on in the world. There's not too many things that he, hey, listen to me, he'll save you tonight. He died for your sins tonight. He'll save you tonight. And I'm going to tell you tonight, he's not too busy for you tonight. As you see in this passage, he's literally in this passage of Scripture, he is literally going to help somebody else. And in the midst of helping somebody else, he saves somebody else. And I want to tell you tonight, he's not too busy for you. May I say, listen, if you'll call on him tonight, he'll save your soul. I'm glad for that tonight. But we find this certain woman tonight. Now, I love that phrase, a certain woman. And it means a particular woman. And, and she's known by this. She had a specific issue of blood. She had a specific condition, a specific problem. And and, and she knew that she had this specific problem. Can I say something to you tonight? The Bible aims to teach us our greatest need tonight. Tom was talking about this this morning, and he's 100% right. Listen, the law is, well, one, the law's holy and the law's good. There's nothing wrong with the law. You know why, you know why the problem people have with the law is? The law exposes man. It was always pointed. If you go to Galatians, you can read it. The law is a schoolmaster. It, it, what it means is its purpose and intention was to lead or to bring people, and you'll read it there, to Jesus. You know what? He gave it back way on Mount Sinai, way back in the Old Testament. It was to show the world God was going to use Israel to help get all the people of the world saved. Now, they rejected him, and thank God for grace. Thank God that Jesus came at Calvary. Aren't you glad the Gentiles can get in this thing? I'm glad for that. But do you know that that law is supposed to show us who we really are? That's, that's the intention of the law. It's supposed to show us that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. It, it, it points out a specific problem you and I have. Well, it don't matter, listen to me, it don't matter what country you're from, what color your skin is, how much money you got, every single one of us hey, are born with a problem, and that is that we are born sinners. We don't sin and become sinners. We're sinners. That's why we sin. We're born that way with the nature. 
Listen to me. Stay with me for a second. We have a specific issue. And you know what the Bible tries to teach us? The Word of God is here. And this is why man don't like it. Because man don't want to be honest about this. But listen, you don't get saved till you get honest about what the Bible says about you. This book, listen to me, wasn't sent here to condemn us. We're already condemned. Condemned already. John 3, condemned already. That's how we were born. It was sent for the purpose that you and I could be saved. Listen to me, friends. The Bible is aiming to show us our greatest need and also to show us the one who can meet our greatest need. I'm glad tonight for the work of the Holy Ghost. You know that work of conviction. Tom preached about it this morning. It's with the purpose to make conversion. That's why God convicts people. The work is to bring them to Christ. That's the whole work. That's the work of the law, the work of the Holy Ghost. And and may I say that, listen, it shows us our greatest need and our specific problem is the need of forgiveness of sin. You and I need it. If you ain't saved here tonight, then your greatest need tonight, listen, it ain't, it ain't financially, it ain't food. Let me say something to you. Hey, you can go to hell with a full belly. Yeah, man. Yeah, you can. You, hey, you can, hey, listen, you can go to hell tonight with a full wallet. You can have the best 401k. You can go to hell with a degree, but let me say something to you. Hey, your greatest need tonight is not something for your body. It's not something for your pockets. Your greatest need is for your soul tonight, and that's forgiveness of sin. She had a specific need. Look at verse 26. This this passage illustrates us so many ways. You say, well, I'm not a woman, and I, I'm not, I don't have this problem. But can I say something to you? The truth that's illustrated here is a picture of us all. Because of this issue, she had suffered for 12 years. And may I say, we all suffer because of sin. Everything you see in this world, you say, why is it like that? It's because of sin. It wasn't that way when sin was not, listen, when everything was holy, before Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, everything was perfect. The world was perfect. Everything was, you, there was, everything was perfect, but it impacts us physically, mentally, emotionally, and most of all, spiritually. Sin has caused the greatest suffering, and sin has brought on to man eternal suffering. Everybody's going into eternity. You're going to exist but not everybody has to die. Not everybody has to die. You do not have to die lost. But I want you to notice she suffered because of this condition. Sin brings suffering. But she was also spent. You know what she did? She spent 12 years. Looking for the cure. In some ways, I can relate to that in my life in a physical sense. Been all, been all, a lot of places I ain't never been before. Looking for some help. But the issue that man has will spend all you got and never find the cure. She spent everything she had. We don't even know at this point. We assume, we'd assume this, but if she spent all that, she may have had to give up her home. 
She may have give up her goods. She began to maybe mortgage things just to be able to see these physicians that she went to. She went to all these different people that may uh, have, have declared themselves to have knowledge or to be able to help. And the Bible said she suffered many things because of them. She could never find what she needed. She could never find the cure. She could never find what would make her whole. She could never find what would fix her problem. And, and she spent all that she had. Can I say sin? And it'll spend you and it'll, it'll waste you away and you'll never find it in this world. People try, they spend it in a bottle. Uh, let, let's just be real honest. The why we have a drug and an alcoholic problem is, is it goes all the way back to the sin problem. People are trying to find a place to get some peace or to get some relief of the things that we deal with. I'm right. I'm right. I'm preaching right right now. They, they, they try to find a relief and they try to find another people. That's why the nation is, is run over with pornography. They try to find another people. We, 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 we're, we're in a, a nation that's, that's clouded with them. We got more sports teams, theme parks, places to go and things to do. You know why? People's trying to get their minds off the real issue. People spend all they got trying to get that peace right down here in their soul. Every man knows, listen, you got a conscience, you're born with one. You, you, got, you got an internal knowledge. You may never heard the gospel, but there's an internal knowledge. God deals with people through the conscience. There's a conscience that tells you something ain't right. People spend all they have trying to fix that problem. And they suffer for it for eternity. That's what the picture of this lady was for 12 years. She couldn't find any answers, Tom. She went to all the experts. She tried everything. She probably tried other religions. I don't know. She went all the places, anywhere she could find some help. But I like verse 27. I don't know how she come about this. But something changed in her life. And it said, when she had heard of Jesus. <laughs> I mean, she went through the phone book. She Googled all the five-star doctors on the Internet. She went out on Facebook looking for all the help and anything that she could get. She couldn't find it. But I don't know if it was a person. I don't know if it was a crowd. But here's what I know, that she heard of Jesus. And may I say something to you? What she heard about him, I was thinking about, well, wonder what she heard. Now, this is just in the Mrs. Mark chapter number 5. Now, I got a chronological Bible at home, and, 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 and there's a lot of the different Gospels. There's a lot of events that take place before Mark chapter number 5, and I begin to think about these things, and what exactly could she have heard? And, and, and knowing that at this point in time, she'd done suffered everything and tried everything that she knew, and you wonder if she just got to the place that she thought, well, when she heard of him, there had to be something that could convince her that he could do it. There had to be some sort of thing that she heard, uh, maybe a testimony or a truth that in her heart she realized because when she went to him, she didn't go with a doubt. She didn't go wondering if we sat in this doctor's office, will this test help me? Or will this treatment help me? Or will this cause it to go away? No, she went knowing that if she could hear him and touch him, 
if she could just touch the hem of his garment. She had already solidified and knew he was the answer. I started thinking about, wonder what she could have heard. Well, if you start looking backwards, she could have heard. She could have heard his name and why he came. Maybe someone told her, you know, Matthew 1, 21 is talking to Mary and Joseph and says, and she shall bring forth a son. <laughs> and she shall call, thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. I wonder if by word of mouth she heard about there was a there was a, a virgin born son of God that had come here and his name was Jesus. I'm talking about listen, there, there was all kinds of people with the name Jesus in the Old Testament, but there was only one born of a virgin. And I'm talking about, listen, when the news got out, I'm sure it did. Most people, listen, most people probably didn't believe. Now, there was believers back then, but most people probably didn't believe it. But you know what? I found this out today. Just because uh, people don't believe something don't mean they won't pass it on. Fake news America. Not everything, hey, not everything. Here's some wisdom, not in the Bible, but not everything you read on the Internet is true tonight. But I wonder if even F scoffers begin to talk in towns going by. Did you hear about that? You hear about that lady? They said she's never been with a man and she has a child. Jesus is his name. Said he's going to save his people from their sins. I'm talking about, listen, if, if, if anybody would have known, the Jews should have known because they knew he was coming. They could have read back, hearing that, hearing that a woman was, born, was with a child and was a virgin shouldn't have been a shock to him. It was in the book in the Old Testament. They had the scriptures. But I, I begin to think about how this news would pass along and maybe this lady had have heard, maybe that, that she heard his name and she heard that he'd come to save his people from their sins. Or maybe she could have heard that he was God in the flesh. Matthew 1, 23 says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. She could have heard how he was treasured by wise men. I believe this. We say there's three, but I think there's probably more than three to get Jerusalem stirred up like it did when they showed up. And they came into that place asking for the king, and it stirred people up in that place. That's why I think there was more than three. But you know what? When they came through and it got everything riled up, it even got some laws changed. That's how stirred up it was. They were trying to kill every boy under the age of two, I believe that it was. I wonder if she heard. I wonder if she heard that God was here with us. Listen, remember, when she came to him, she already believed. When she, she had already, listen, she done touched his garment before she got a hold of it. If you grasp what I'm trying to say to you. Maybe she could have heard he was treasured by those wise men. The Bible says in Matthew 2, 11, when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshiped. And when they had opened their treasures and they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, you imagine if there was 300 of them and all of them laid their gifts out. Imagine how that story would go around and, and, and think about these things. And, and maybe she could have heard how God spoke from heaven about his son. 
You read over in Matthew verses 3, verse 17, it says, And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. In Matthew 8, she could have heard of the centurion's servant who was healed. Or Peter's mother-in-law whose fever left her. Or maybe how he was asleep in the boat in a great storm and calmed the storm. Now, I, I don't know that the disciples did this, but I mean, it would be hard for me to believe that they didn't go in somewhere and run into people they know and say, you ain't going to believe this. Because the people that Jesus told not to say anything to couldn't keep their mouth shut. I mean, you ain't going to tell me that Peter didn't go down to get some coffee at the McDonald's and said, listen to me. I'm talking about, listen, these, these, this thing, this happened. And it got around. And I'm telling you something, you, get, hey, you tell it to one person, hey, I don't, they didn't have internet back in, but listen, word traveled because she heard of him. Somehow these things got out and potentially she could have heard these different things. Well, what about in Luke 2? Maybe she heard the shepherds glorying and praising God for all they've seen and heard. Maybe she heard how they were shouting back, how they, how they came back through and they were praising God. Maybe the sound woke her up in the night. I don't know. You don't know that either. I'm just saying what could, she could have heard. Maybe in Luke 6 she heard about that man with the withered hand. And how on that Sabbath day he was restored. Or maybe in Luke, Tom preached about it a couple years ago, maybe in the amazing day in Nain, how that widow's young son was raised from the dead. We don't know where this lady come from. I don't know in the scripture that it gives us any. I don't know where she was in that land. I, I don't know any of those. I just know that she was a particular woman with a particular problem, and she needed someone very particular to help her. What about this? Maybe she could have heard John make one of the greatest declarations mankind have ever heard. You ever go back and think about some of the declarations that that men have said that, I, I mean, some of you all can probably remember one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Let me say something to you. You still need salvation on the moon. You can go to the moon, but you ain't going to escape judgment of God. I think about back all, all through the years, and you could probably remember certain uh, times in your life if you've heard things about uh, maybe a politician or maybe someone uh, say something like that and, and, and think about can I say something to you this is can you the testimony that John gave in John 1 29 it said the next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and he saith behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world that's, that's John's ministry right there. You know what he did? John went before Jesus to say, here he comes. And I say something, John said it wasn't about him. John wasn't upset when Jesus' disciples were baptized. He said, let them go. He said, listen to me, it's about him. He said, he must increase, but I must decrease. Maybe she heard him say, behold the Lamb of God. Maybe in John chapter number 2, she heard of the water that was turned into wine. Or maybe in John 3, maybe them words got out from Nicodemus that night. Maybe he went back to tell others that you must be born again. Or maybe she even heard, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Or maybe in John chapter number 4, she could have heard of that woman that got born again at that well who went back shouting into the city. Maybe she heard that lady shout, Come meet a man that told me all that I ever did. Is this not the Christ? Is this not the one? And you know what she was saying? Is this not the one that the Bible was telling us would come? Is this not the Messiah? Is this not the anointed one? Is this not the Savior of the world? Tonight, friends, listen to me. I don't know what she heard, but she heard some truth because when she got to him, she believed he could. Maybe in John chapter number 5, you never know. She could have been walking down the street and this crazy guy, I don't know if this chair comes off, but it does. And I'm feeling good tonight. I'm talking about in John chapter number 5, he's sitting there at that well, that, that pool of Bethesda. And he ain't had nobody to help him. He couldn't get in. And Jesus passed by. <laughs> and Jesus said, rise up and take thy bed. And I'm telling you what, he just got to going down the street. And listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. One, it was a Sabbath day. Two, I don't know that he ran, but he shouldn't. They didn't want him to do what he did. It would have been something she would have said. Hold on a second, what's going on? And he would have told him. Here's what happened. <laughs> Here's what happened. Listen to me. She heard of Jesus. I want y'all to stay with me for just a second. This is important. If you're here tonight and you're lost, let me tell you what I can tell about him. I'll give you a little bit more. In Mark 1, she could have heard of the many of the divers' diseases that were healed. If I was strong enough... I'd get for you all. We'd put someone in that chair, maybe in like Mark chapter number 2. They carried a man in a bed. Let me say something to you. They wasn't worried about carrying him home. Y'all catch up with me in a minute. They just knew they had to go. It was a one-way one excursion. Because that brother was walking home. I mean, listen, I don't, I'm, glad, hey, listen I'm glad it wasn't my house they tore the roof off of. But I'm telling you what, what a miracle. Maybe, maybe, maybe she heard that man. Maybe she saw that man. Or maybe in Mark 4, she heard him talk and teach God's word from the boat. Or maybe in Mark 5, she heard about that man that had demons cast out. They testified about him. Here's what I know. I don't know exactly what she had heard. But in verse number 28, she believed what she heard. Because notice her statement. She said, for she said, if I may touch but his clothes. I, listen to me. That, that right there is a statement. I mean, she didn't say that I needed him to anoint me. I needed him to pray over me. I need, there's, a, there's a lot of times of great faith. You'll see in these places where 
a lot of times people brought him to be healed, but I remember one, I can't remember the exact one, and he said, well, if you'll just speak it, Lord, if you'll just say it, it'll be done. You don't even have to come to my house. Just say it. She, she said, if I could just grab a hold of his garment. Y'all think about that. I, I mean, just the, you know, talking about a hymn. I mean, I'm about to bust one out of this thing here. Listen to, I'm talking about just the, she just wanted to grab a tiny string. And she knew, listen, I want y'all to grasp what she heard. I don't know what all she heard, but what she heard, she believed the truth of God's word. And she believed the power and the sovereignty of God that she knew, listen, she knew if she could get to this man, if she could get to this Jesus, hey, she would be made whole. She believed that. In verse number 29, I like that word straightway. She in faith touched his garment. And the moment she touched him, she was healed. Oh, I'm feeling good on this. Can I say something to you? The issue she could never fix and never find the answer for, she got healed in the very instance she got the touch. I'm talking about friends. Listen to me. Jesus' power went out of him. And I want, I'm going I'm to stay in verse 33 in a second. But Jesus' power went out of him. And I want you to know something to you tonight. I'm reading a passage that's some 2,000 years old. But the Bible tells me that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible said in the Old Testament, For I am the Lord, and I change not. I'm talking about... That same power to meet your greatest need is here in this place. It's in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's through the precious blood of Calvary. Your greatest need tonight is forgiveness of sins. That's, that's it. I mean, you may have a list. We all have needs. We could write them down and listen. We could pray about them. But if you're lost tonight, let me say something to you. None of those things matter if you enter into eternity lost. You need to be saved tonight. But I want to finish on verse 33. Now you think of that. Jesus said, well, who touched me? And I, that's probably Peter. It doesn't say that's who it was. But if you, I read that and I think this is exactly like, this is how I would probably say it. He probably said, Lord, look at all these people. And you're asking who touched you. Don't act like y'all wouldn't do the same thing. It said they were thronged. That means I'm talking about like it was like crowded over. Looked like uh, it, it looked like uh, one of them football moments after they beat the number one team in the nation. Everybody crowds the field. And you can't see anybody but people. That's what it was like around him. And he asked that question, and she heard him ask that question, and she began fearing and trembling. And knowing what was done in her, she came and fell down before him. And notice this phrase, and told him all the truth. She told the truth to the truth. Y'all stay with me for a second. I begin to think about all these people around her, begin to hear she spoke to Jesus. And you know what she began to say? She began to say it like this, Judy. She began to say, I used to suffer from a certain issue of blood. Y'all didn't catch that. 
I used to have a problem that I couldn't fix. I used to have an issue that there wasn't an answer for in men. I went to doctors, and I went all over the place. I went to all kinds of things, and I suffered for what I had. I used to be that way. Looking at him. I don't even know if she looked at him, humbled herself. She may have just had her head to the ground. But now that I've touched him, I've been made whole. <laughs> I've been made whole tonight. Can I say something to you? It don't matter what sin you've committed. This, this, is, this is important because the devil gets you to the place where you think you can't get saved. Hold on, you ain't sinned, listen, you ain't sinned far enough. One, he already saved the chief of sinners. That's in your book. That, that means the chief of them. That's what Paul was saying. You ain't sinned far enough or gone far enough or done something far enough that the grace of God and the blood of Jesus Christ can't cleanse you from all sin. All you got to do is believe and trust him by faith. Come on, Judy. You know what we need tonight, church? We need some truth tellers in this place. And we got some, but I want to encourage you tonight. You know what all those people in that multitude heard? They heard someone telling the truth of what a woman used to be. She formerly, now we call her the, uh, the woman with the issue of blood, but listen to me. When she was testifying for him, she wasn't the woman with the issue of blood. She was the woman that was healed. She was the woman that was made whole. We, we look at that part of her life, but that's not who she was anymore. You know what we need to do? We need to tell the truth a little bit about who we were. <laughs> I'm talking about, you know what, she began to tell the truth about who she was and what she was and how she was known by but how it all changed when she got the touch can I say something to you tonight if you're here tonight and you're saved you know what the world needs to hear they need to hear how that you once was lost how we'd all sin and come short of the glory of God you don't have to tell them all the specifics of your life but we ought to testify to the truth that ain't who I am no more that's who I was. I'm talking about I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Hey, we need to tell the multitude. They need to know that there's still an answer. Somebody still needs to hear that there's one that can make a difference in their life. And his name is Jesus. I wonder what the moment was like. But what she did was she may even have went back, Tom, and began long before that, she began to say, well, Jesus, I heard what you did with that man with the withered hand. I believe with all my heart she had heard something. And listen to me, when she got the truth, she received it by faith. That's what you got to do is believe the Bible. We're begotten by the Word of God. Now, those miracles that I talked about tonight, and there's countless other ones. John tells us if we'd write it, the earth would be full of the books of the things Jesus done. So there was no doubt she heard things. But I want you to think about that truth was there for the purpose so that a certain woman like that could believe on the Lord Jesus Christ.